0: Howdy listeners, welcome back to another episode by The Four Bananas Podcast, brought to you by Andrew, Jeff and Dom, three Asian Australians who were born overseas and brought up in Sydney, Australia. We recently made a seemingly innocent post on a social media group for Asian creatives to garner interest for our podcast, but what happened would forever change what we thought about our podcast name. So we made two posts actually. One in the local version of the group and one in the international version. We didn't get much interest in the local version of the group but it kind of blew up in the international one. I don't know about Jeff and Andrew but I get a pretty big dopamine hit out of likes and comments. Oh me too, yeah. Product of our generation. But it was pretty exciting until some discussions began. Do you guys remember what the discussions were about?
1: So, long story short, some people got offended about our name for the podcast because of the use of the term banana.
2: There were critiques raised by many people. Some were valid and some not as well-founded. It did bring up some very interesting points though. It did open up my eyes to all these Asian diasporas different to our own. Some people were asking for more accurate terms such as Asian-Australian or Asian-American Some said banana was used in a negative light to show they were distant to their Asian heritage But overall, most people did find the term okay and despite the criticisms
0: we did have a lot more people supporting us Alright, so let's kick off with the unfounded critiques So one of the people saw our podcast name and concluded that we had internalised racism, the podcast would include self-deprecating jokes in our need to fit in. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with this term, internalised racism refers to the result of racist stereotypes and ideologies coming from the dominant racial group about a person's own racial group, that they start to have feelings of self-doubt, disrespect and disgust towards their own race or themselves. So in this particular case, There are Asians out there who dislike their own culture and in an attempt to distance themselves from their heritage to fit in, they'll, you know, they'll shun their Asian heritage and try to fit in with the more dominant group.
2: This critique was unfair though, because it wasn't just directed at us. It was a critique that was Mm. directed at everyone who identified themselves as a banana, right? Mm -hmm. The guy who gave that critique, he just tried to diagnose every Asian out there as self-hating just because they found common grounds with the term banana.
1: I was thinking more from the perspective that, I mean, there's definitely going to be critiques on our podcast, but it would be good if these critiques came out of the content of our episodes rather than just the name of our podcast. So after they listened to our episodes, they thought specific topics that we discussed as well as content was not well-rounded enough or actually perpetuated that sort of ideology, then that's fair play, right? That's fair ground in, you know, um, talking about this sort of internalized racism aspect. But it wasn't really based off that, which is why we found it a bit more unfounded.
2: Yeah, that's fair point because... He refused to listen to our podcast at all just from the term banana and he just gave out all these critiques.
0: It's very like straightforward, right? He was just, oh, I don't like this term so I'm not going to listen to it but I'll still argue with everyone and claim that these guys are in the wrong. Well, on to the good
2: critiques. I know in some people's context was the fact that there are a lot of white supremacy and hate going on through the Asian community. So I can see why to describe yourself as a banana and therefore why on the inside is to kind of erase your identity. Therefore, some people should consider using more accurate or careful use of terms such as Asian Australian Asian American right which is to accurately describe your own experiences. And that will also preserve your identity as Asian.
1: Well, that specific point and opinion was definitely... I I found that was okay Mm. in terms of making it more accurate. Um, It was actually pretty enlightening because of the fact that we kind of saw the term bananas more of the fact that you just grew up with more Western values and ideals whilst being Asian. Rather than erasing the whole Asian heritage of roots, Uh, regardless, these these were definitely valid points and we'll definitely take into account as we continue evolving this podcast and use more of these sorts of terms within our content so that people don't get the wrong idea behind what our podcast is trying to perpetuate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's always good to get feedback. So I know we've plugged it a couple times, but. If you guys ever feel like having a chat or giving us feedback on our our topics and episodes, we do have a discord, wink wink, and you can find it on Instagram Um, and yeah, hope to have a chat with you guys there. Not many of our listeners may know, but how did we come up with this name for our podcast? I mean, personally, the word banana has never been used in a way that discounts my Asian heritage or impacts my identity as an Asian. I've always thought about myself and my friends as bananas, just because to me, the term basically means an Asian brought up in a Western environment, and we kind of struggle to really fully belong as an Asian or as a Westerner, but you kind of sit in a sweet spot between where we can relate to both.
2: I agree. Uh, It never crossed my mind how colors of the banana could be taken so literally. (laughs) Like, to me, white was to pres- represent the Western culture And yellow to represent Asian culture uh, Not so much about skin color or taking it in a literal sense So same as you, Dom it, uh, The two combine is a synergy between the two cultures They're not one working against another
1: I think all three of us have very similar sort of ideologies behind what this term represents mm. Which... Goes to mention why we used it within our podcast, right? Um, but it's just interesting that you raised that sweet spot analogy, Dom, because that's obviously how I see it as well. But I, yeah, I, I definitely don't see the term as sacrificing of one culture for another. And the thing is, like, I don't want to see it like that. Like, just personally, I don't want to see it like that because us three just talking about this on a podcast right now is living proof that we can identify as bananas yet, still be in tune with our Asian heritage and roots because we kind of talk about a lot in terms of Asian sort of culture, Asian foods, Asian snacks, anything Asian in our podcast for the previous eps, even in season one. So that's just living proof that you can identify as a banana, yet still be very in tune with your Asian heritage and roots.
2: We were too innocent (laughs) when we thought of this name. We were like... This name is perfect. Everyone would Yeah, everyone's going to love understand it. understand our experiences. Right? How how can there be possibly be haters? Didn't <laughs> even think naive. about haters. It's just <laughs> this is a great name. Let's go for it. Exactly. Well, exactly.
1: Well, well, like I mean, from a positive standpoint, it definitely raised uh, awareness for us that there are lots of different sorts of Asian diasporas around mm. the world, and we just need to be a bit more cognizant about how they might feel towards particular terms that we use within our podcast. So did you actually know
2: ABC used to be an ethnic slur and it was originally implied to people lacking connection to the Chinese identity and Chinese language.
1: Oh, okay. But
2: these days it's been reappropriated by many Chinese Americans and it's used to convey a positive connotation now. I mean, I mean these days we use ABC indiscriminately, right? Because it's just an instant moniker for shared experience.
0: Yeah, I guess you know ABC Australian-born Chinese. Uh, I guess it could also be American-born Chinese. But it's funny because it kind of reminded me of you guys have heard the terms ABG, ABB before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your Asian baby girl, your Asian baby boy, like. I remember first hearing about it from those Asian American or Canadian YouTubers who made like comedy shorts. There was a guy called Cheng Man and he made a lot of shorts about the sort of characters that they would portray. It was very funny, uh, at least to people who were, I guess, ABC. And it sounds like to me, yeah, Asian Americans decided, or even Asian Australians decided to reclaim the term, turn it into something that they could be proud of and they did it via comedy
1: i think i think a lot of people just in general us included kind of use these sorts of terms as like ordinary speech that there's not really any intention of causing offense and like i'm sure everyone knows but you know the connotation behind a term really kind of varies but over time and even just by geography right like i mean you can you can see it immediately with the contrast in the in the response that we got from the post that we had in the international group as opposed to the Australian-specific Facebook group, right? So, geography def- definitely matters as well as the time period that it was mentioned. And definitely, I'm sure different people will have different reactions to the term of banana, for example.
0: Yeah, who knows, you know, perhaps in a couple of years' time, we'll be so will be so popular, being trendsetters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully.
2: Speaking on this topic and the amount of different views we had, you know, racism has been felt at varying levels from Asians around the world. Uh, Make no mistake, while we do embrace both Western and Asian culture as part of our identity, we are very well aware of racism, even here in Sydney is not all
1: rainbows and butterflies right Mm -hmm. yeah it was actually quite sad to be honest like looking into the history of racial oppression when we kind of researched this episode as well as you know what internalized racism is all those sorts of aspects and in particular like all the recent attacks against asians and elderlies in america Mm. definitely highlights this problem like it's a really really bad problem and it's such a deep topic that we probably can't expand on it only within this episode it will probably take another whole episode just to talk about all the different views and different experiences that people have had with it but at least for this episode I think it would be worthwhile to highlight a little bit of how racism experienced here in Australia.
0: Yeah I found that was really I guess it's it's still ongoing right but it is really concerning this the the amount of violence against Asians and often what you'll see in media or at least what I see. Is it's always against the elderly or the frail mm. but personally I haven't really experienced too much racism in Australia but I've definitely you know heard of more cases from my friends
1: Well, so, so you haven't experienced much racism here Dom like I'm, I'm actually quite surprised to be honest
0: oh I guess the way I think of it is like active or like like I guess active or reactive kind of racism so not to kind of toot my my horn or anything but I feel that I have a general good sense or EQ when it comes to varying situations. So I know there's there've definitely mm-hmm. been cases, you know, when I've been out with my uni mates and being a large Asian group and being quite loud, you know, being in your younger years. A lot of people do take note of this and you'll often see a lot of stares and you can from, I guess, other people who might be uh, somewhat racist. And you can, you can I, I feel like I can kind of sense that if they're going to do something or if they're not going to do something. And when I do notice this, what I generally do is I just stare right back at them and I talk really loud to my friends. And this kind of makes them back off in a sense because I feel that a lot of people who might be racist, they're usually more, they're more bark than bite. They're not actually going to do anything, but I'll try and like make my bark louder, I guess, if that makes sense.
1: Uh. Okay, okay. So, so what particular signs did you look for? Like, I'm sure there's particular mm. signs that you inherently would have noticed before people came out and, you know, said any sort of racist remarks. I mean, you, you mentioned just then, you know, those, those stares. Was there anything else?
0: Yeah, I mean, generally, it's not just one person, right? Because mm-hmm. one person by themselves is not going to be as daring to do anything it'll usually at least be a pair so usually two or more and in addition to the stairs you'll often see like i guess hushed whispers and kind of dirty looks if that makes sense like obviously if they're looking at you but they're like you know having a smile or a giggle i'm like okay that's you know that could be half-hearted fun like they're like oh they could be talking about um the language sounds interesting if we're talking in a non-english language and i kind of i do give The benefit or the doubt but i feel like sometimes it's quite obvious when they're you know they're talking nasty things about you or about your friends
1: Mm. i think that's a good way of approaching it in one sense that you know like you're trying to tell them hey don't 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 be racist against me like i know my worth and i know my place in the country and i i feel like Because a lot of Asians just are brought up to be very well-mannered, you know, try not to cause any sort of controversy or any sort of commotion. A lot of people just kind of silently, like in silence, kind of experience it and just, you know, rant about it later on. right? But if you just proactively, you know, go against it before it fully blows up, that might be a good way to scare them off. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's true. Proactive ways are a good way but they don't always work right Mm, so yeah there are more like there are reactive stories as well so Mm. i've got a friend who lives in a mostly asian neighborhood and he was returning after home late you know late night and encountered a group of westerners in a car who called out to him and mocked him and my friend isn't the type to back down he's not the biggest or most threatening looking guy i guess he could be threatening looking like he has some tats and he smokes, but he's not like big or muscly <laughs> or anything like that. Uh-huh. But so th- this is the guy, he, do- he doesn't take no shit. So he-, he chases after the car and challenges them to a fight. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, they got stuck at a traffic light and they definitely had more bark than bite. So they just rolled up their windows and ignored him. But these kind of stories, they, they are quite interesting to me because I'm I am proactive, but I don't know if I'd be that Active against this kind of situation so how about you guys have you experienced any racism or heard any of these kind of stories before personally for
2: me I came to Australia when I was seven years old Uh, so almost immediately when I joined primary school at year two I experienced racism because I had an accent or I didn't know much Not much, I didn't even know English at all. And when I tried to speak it, people would make fun of my accent. Right. And at that time, even my close friends who were Chinese, kind of shunned other Chinese people. So definitely for me, I grew up during primary school, days had some sort of internalized racism. Mm. Um, because I don't want to be a part of a group that was outcasted, right? the group that even Chinese people didn't want to be part of and that was kind of sad at that time but uh, however you know like you know those those were just childhood days I've since learned to embrace my own identity and obviously from this podcast you can tell I've really embraced my roots now like I've really found my Identity, the balance between yeah. yeah my identity the balance between my asian and western culture
1: yeah like like very similar to Jeff i think as kids people are just a lot more ruthless they don't really care <laughs> about the consequences um, in one sense so i think i experienced racism when you know just people like kids especially you know imitate asian looks you know pull their eyes to the side you know imitate how small our eyes are like I'll be honest, our eyes aren't even that small. Why do people keep doing that? I don't get it. Like, but like at that point it was kind of confusing because you're just kind of being your usual self, and then people are just trying to highlight the distinction that you have between how you are compared to how they are, and how you're just different. You're an outsider. You know that's kind of what it felt like. And but the irony is right. Like like as as later on I learned like just Australian history like. It's very ironic because everyone aside from the indigenous are immigrants just like us mm. so so why why are they mocking us like they're exactly the same as us, right so yeah,
0: truth mate, honestly, like stuff like <laughs> that just boils my blood, ignorant people, which is probably why I think I react in a pretty active way when I do sense racism, at least, like think, mark, think. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, EQ uh, too strong then. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, also, I would say that racism in Australia is a lot more subtle and passive. Um, I definitely remember during the start of COVID, like one of my New Zealand friends actually caught the lift at the office, right? Mm-hmm. And as she went in, there was an Asian person behind her that didn't go into the elevator because, you know, it was getting full and because of COVID, people were getting a bit more worried about too many people in the lifts. Hmm. And then there were two other white people inside already, inside the lifts. And once the door, doors closed on the elevator, they, they were very loud in saying like, oh, it's good that Asian didn't come in. Like, who knows if they have COVID. Like, I don't really like Asians kind of thing. Um, it was Far just out. that general impression. And then my friend was just so shocked when she heard it. And she was like, she was just saying that, oh, like, like I feel like I should have just reported it. Like, if I knew who they were. Right, because she she felt like bad for Asians just in general, and the amount of discriminatory sort of behavior within a professional environment. So yeah, that's that's one other ra- recent racism story. Definitely,
2: we are moving towards the right step by speaking out, right, and I think people as a whole are learning to be more empathetic with different points of views and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm Agree, um, it's taking a yeah, while like, though,
2: it is, yeah, it is taking a while, but we're getting there, right? Australia is a very multicultural country, mm-hmm. and there's definitely a lot of ethnicities mm-hmm. mingling around with each other and trying to make Australia their home,
1: yep.
2: In um- Sydney, right, mm-hmm. where we have so many festivals now, um, just trying to. Taking all these cultures, right, like including New- Lunar New Year, October First, the Bastille Festival, Diwali, and much, much more, right. It's like the point is Australia. The ideal is for us to be more inclusive, and we are making progress towards that, more of a harmonious community.
1: Yeah, like I definitely feel that as more and more immigrants and more people of different cultures and ethnicities slowly grow up within Australia and call Australia home. That overall divide that people initially had will slowly disappear. Yeah, definitely I can see Australia turning into a more harmonious and inclusive society because, like, yeah, as, as Jeff mentioned, all those sorts of festivals, Like, I, I'm not sure if I was just not aware of it, but I don't believe there was that much like when we were younger as kids, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, we only I, went yeah, to Lunadivia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were you saying, Jeff? No, yeah, you're
2: right. I don't think I've noticed all these festivals as a kid that only came up mm. recently, recently as in the past five
1: years. Yeah, so, so I would say as the community becomes more ethnically diverse, it just very inherently becomes one where inclusivity and just a harmonious community is kind of fostered i think interacting with the post definitely alerted us to like how nuanced these sorts of terms might be and how it can definitely bring about memories of negative experiences that people might have had this also means that we should definitely be more mindful and careful with how these terms are used Um, especially not knowing others experiences uh, we should definitely be respectful of how people identify with the corresponding term and yeah just be open-minded about it as everyone has kind of different ways of identifying themselves
2: yeah as much as we want to change everyone's mind on the term banana we are only you know, three people in a whole Asian community around the world right? but we do hope that by sharing our personal experiences that we can support other Asians who have had similar upbringing to us and as well as light, enlighten others who
0: may or may not be able to relate to our
2: experiences.
0: This is by no means a detailed or thorough discussion of this topic and I feel we've only just scratched the surface. So we'd love to hear about your experiences about the term banana or if you want to chat we've just opened up a discord channel, plug again. You can find it in our Instagram or on our Linktree drop in and have a chat if you like today's episode make sure to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and thank you again for your continued support we hope you continue enjoying our content as much as we enjoy creating it we'll see you guys in the next episode bye, bye. bye.